This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio and I have a very busy studio, I have to tell you, this afternoon. Say hello to everybody on Facebook Live and across our social media platforms joining us today and all the girls and the couple of gentlemen in studio. There's three gentlemen actually in studio, I'll tell you about that in a moment, are waving as well. We have that brilliant giveaway from Oliver Goff Husqvarna, I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. But first up today, you do know in the last couple of weeks we've been telling you about a competition which the finale is happening today here on Late Lunch. Yes, the best mum in the North East, Scotch Hall, have got right behind us on LMFM Radio yet again to provide some wonderful prizes. And we have the final three mums here with us today. And we're going to meet them and their daughters who nominated them as well. But first, Peter, come over to me. Peter Dolan's here from Scotch Hall to do all the uh, the uh, formals and yes, presentations yeah. a little bit later on. Peter, tell us this, from your point of view and Scotch Hall and retailers in general, how important is Mother's Day in the year? Oh yeah, it's very important. Uh, there's a lot of activity down the centre today. There's a lot of guys and ladies picking up gift cards and lots of gifts going on. So it's so important. But it's one of those occasions where we all love to reward our mums uh, with something special. And it's their day on Sunday. So uh, it's great for the centre and it's great for the mums. And you have such a selection of retail outlets down there. There's everything really, no matter what your mum is into or tastes are. Absolutely. And there's lots of, uh, we've just introduced Starbucks down below. We have a lovely food court. But also there's lots happening in the background. And lots of people see things happening at the front end. But behind, behind the scenes, there's a lot going on. And we have a cinema in the pipeline, which will be great for the centre. And we're always thinking of the future, the next 10, 15 years for the centre. And it's important to introduce new and exciting concepts for the public, for not just the people of Drogheda, but the wider community as well. 
in the heart of Drogheda retail. It went through a tough time for a period with the outlying centres and that, but there's a real big fight back on with the town centre blossoming and blooming again. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I probably harp on a lot about this, but they talk about online and they talk about various different things happening. What I say is, if you support local, you keep it local. By buying online, you're you're supporting maybe a warehouse in some European country and staff from another European country. So what I'd say is support the local community, support Drogheda, not just ourselves, the town centre, West Street, you name it, like people come to us, go into it, the biggest town in Ireland. And I think it's so, so important that people stick with retail in the town and in doing so you're helping full-time, part-time students, you name it, and families throughout the uh, county. And Flakill coming back oh, yeah. again this yeah, year. That's another big boon. Looking forward to that, yes. That was an absolutely amazing week, so we're really looking forward to that again this year. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, and stay with us. Don't go anywhere, because we're going to meet the uh, final three now, and Peter will do the presentation in a little while. First up, and she's joining us today, Kim Hill is the nominee, and she was nominated by our daughter, Stacey. Kim and Stacey, you're very welcome to the show. Kim, why did you nominate your mum? Um, basically, geez, like, what does she not do? Um, but it's just a case of just to show appreciation, I suppose, for myself and all the family for everything that she does for us. Tell us how many children are in the family. There's six. <laughs> and ranging in ages from what? So from eight years right up to 29. My word, that is yeah. a spread of children, isn't it? Is it indeed, yeah, it's a huge gap. What what do you say about her though? What does she do for you all? Because I know she's a busy woman because she works as well full time, doesn't she? She does indeed, yeah. She's a special needs assistant over in St. John's National School. Um, But basically, mum comes last in the family. Everything she does, she does for everyone else bar herself. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the most important thing I can say. Well, that is something really special to say about your mother as well. Well, what are you thinking sitting there listening to your daughter singing your praises, Kim? Oh, well, it's payback now, really, isn't it? <laughs> Good on you. Definitely, definitely. Oh, no, look, I enjoyed every minute of it. I have mm. to be honest. I love being a mother. I'm six. And you, your job, I mentioned, you're an SNA in St. Paul's yeah. School. Yeah, in St. John's School. St. John's as well. Yeah. Is it St. John's or Paul's? Well, I worked in both. Okay. I'm in St. John's at the moment, yeah. You must need some special characteristics you know they say you put yourself last and the family first that must help with the job you do as well oh yeah um i love the job i do i have mm. to say mm. working with the children um just enjoy every minute you enjoy every bit of it yeah. do they do they remember you every mother's day and special mm. occasions oh, yeah, birthdays oh, christmas really? absolutely i get spoiled do they yeah definitely have to say i do so you're not surprised to be nominated today no, not really. <laughs> the hills She's very are, honest. She's the, very honest. The hills are alike. They're full of confidence here today. God almighty, you are a lucky mammy. They do appreciate you. I know that. I have to say I am a lucky mum. Mm. And one of them has a has their home of their own. Is it Stacey, no? Yeah, Stacey. It is indeed. And is she up helping you now as well? Um, she actually hasn't left me alone yet. Uh, I'm looking for a bit of peace and quiet, if I'm honest. <laughs> Kimmy, you listen, yeah, give them a break. Don't mind if she's up with me every day, so we're getting our dinner. <laughs> they never leave you, do they? Never. They never, never. do. They're no, always with you, not. all your life but sure isn't that what family and children are all about Definitely. listen wish you well thank you for joining us today that's Kim Hill nominated thank by you. our daughter Stacey thank, thank you very much, much. thank Indeed. you let's move along down along the road our second of our final three today is Detta Connor. she's from Ardcath I meant to say Kim and, and her children are all from Drogheda Ardcath we're moving into Meath Dublin border area with Detta Connor. she was nominated by our daughter Karen Maguire but Karen's not here today there's a stand-in. It's another daughter. Joanne Kiley's here. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> now, you have the job. She said of she couldn't course. make it. She's a good reason yeah. why she can't be here, yeah. your sister, isn't there? 
Mm, she mm. says she's working, but we'll see. Do you think she passed the curveball to you? Yes, definitely. Definitely. She's great for nominating, but not turning up. Tell me about this lovely woman sitting beside you. And listen, her arm's in a sling. Tell us about this first. What happened? Uh, she got run over by a push bike. <laughs> what? Uh, coming out of the shop and uh, going head into the car and just a young lad came down the push bike and straight into her. So fractured shoulder and fractured foot four weeks ago. But she's fine. She is and she's yeah. looking great. I'm going to have a word in a minute. The other thing is, is it true to say, see, I knew about this. I did know about this, to be honest with you. She was more concerned about the lad on the bike yes, than herself. Is she that was. Right? Yeah, she asked the ambulance men because she had... Um, she had went unconscious and when she came through she just kept saying is the young lad okay is the young lad okay yeah so, oh my god yeah, no, great does that woman. sum her up like? oh absolutely puts everyone's needs before her own all the time mm-hmm. all the time super woman super so how many children does you your sister any more there's seven of us oh holy yeah. god seven yeah. they're all big families yeah. here today yeah seven yeah. seven children yeah and 16 grandchildren and one great grandchild yeah you're sitting there like the cat that got the cream, let me say, this afternoon, dead. It's Thank nice you for to joining hear us. that, isn't it? It is. Yeah. When you yeah. hear those words, yeah, you, you know, lovely. like, and that, that sums you up. Yeah, it's lovely to hear from them like that to talk and think about you mm. like that, yes. Yeah, very proud of them. Do you like to be acknowledged as a mum on a day like this, on Mother's Day? Is it important that they remember you? Oh, gosh, yes. I think it's important, yeah. Mm. You know, it's it's lovely that they think of you and, you know, make a fuss of you. Yeah. You know, um, it's very nice. I like that. Any plans for Sunday? Do you know what's happening? Well, I'm going half with my group, my women's forum from the league to Manan to the Hillgrove Hotel for Mother's Day. Oh, good woman yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My children paid it, paid it for me, made me go with them, yes. Okay, so your children lovely. bought this for you for Mother's yes, Day. Yes, yeah. What about that group? Is it very special? Very special. Mm. Love it. We go every Tuesday morning to the, in Dulik, <laughs> the courthouse, yes. And um, it's a great group. Mm. We were, we're all one family, mm. a happy family. Like, mm. you know, we, we, it's, it's a great group. We yeah. do everything, yeah. Seven children, is it hard rearing them? And look, you, you you don't have the time to sit, as I said, with one. You just get on with it and that's just it, like, you know. But every, every one of them is... Yeah. She's trying to get in here, go on. And Sarah uh, Twins as well. In there? In there. Yeah. Oh They're my God! What? They're forty this year. Yeah. Forty this year. You couldn't be the mother of forty-year-old children. You're cutting me now. Oh, sure, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Anyway, yeah. how are you? How's the arm? Look, it's getting there. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm. Look, as I said, I'm able to walk, and I get able to get out as long as I'm able to do me bit painting. Yeah, that's the main thing, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, show me. Look at that poor arm there. Do you see that on Facebook Live? We're not joking. This woman is in the bandage. Look, and look at the foot as well. The old boot in the foot. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's fractured at the side, yeah. You got a bad old doing, didn't you? I did, yeah. Like, you know. But look, uh, it's... I just was in the wrong place at the wrong time, as mm. the saying is. He both are okay. The little lad is all right, and that's the main. He came up with a lovely bunch of flowers to me in a card. Do we get? And that took a lot of courage to yes. come up for a young fella like that. So I appreciate it, yeah. But as long as we're all right, look. And you'll be writing ready shortly yes, as well. Yes, we will. You will indeed. Yes. Lovely to meet you. Isn't she just gorgeous as well? Yes, Detta Connor is here from Ardcat, nominated by Karen, our daughter, and Joanne Kiley is with us as well. We're heading to a short break on late lunch this afternoon, and we'll be back in a moment with finalist number three. She's waiting by, but I won't tell you who she is until we're back. Just a few minutes to go, and we're going to know who is the best mum of the North East uh, this year, 2019, thanks to Scotch Hall Shopping Centre and Late Lunch LMFM Radio. 
you, you've met two of them already, our third finalist. She's here with us. is Anne Crosby from Dramiskin in County Loud. And she's been nominated by daughter Linda. Hello, Linda. Hello. How are you doing, Jerry? How are you? I am very good. Tell me about this lovely woman sitting beside you. Oh, mad Anne. That's what we call her, so we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Ma'am, um, she does a lot of countless things for us. She um, She's old school, ma'am. She reared a family of eight, five uh, brothers we have and three sisters. And she would be class as an old ma'am growing up. Um, she stayed at home, ma'am, so she was. So we were home every day and she'd have lunch on the table for us and beds made and iron and done and you know we So you're she, saying to me she's the traditional she's Irish mammy. Traditional mammie. Irish mammy, yeah. Okay. She looked after us, mm. yeah, very well, yeah. And she's a great woman I hear for the garden. She's a green fingers, anything will grow for this woman. Anything at all. I'm going down to visit her because I love the old <laughs> garden myself. That's really made me like her even more. And isn't she a great woman? She loves animals and pets and nature in general, doesn't Absolutely, she? Absolutely, yes. Any animal that's in distress or anything like that, she'll take them in and look after them and to seem to live for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has the Midas touch, is that it? She has, How yeah. many grandchildren? Um, five, nine altogether, I think. Yeah, and, and great-grandchildren? Three. And there's one of them here. Come over to me here. Look at this little man. Who's this? This is baby Dara. What age is he? Four and a half months old. And you're his mammy? No, I'm his nana. Oh, my God! <laughs> I'm actually after taking a weakness. You couldn't be. You're after be. making me blush. <laughs> you think you're really blushing. You'd want to see me. I'm the colour of Helena's Gansey here at the minute, so I am. You are cutting me. Yes, that's my first grandchild. And where's the mammy? Uh, she's gone on holidays. All oh, right, you're looking after. I have him now for a couple what of years. What age is he? Uh, four and a half months old. Oh, isn't he lovely? He's a isn't he baby. just gorgeous? He's smiling and gooing away at me. Oh, hey, come here, woman. Yes, dear. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> big family. A big family, <laughs> Anne. Yes, yeah. God, is that the youngest looking granny I ever saw? Oh, she takes after me with Oh, looks. definitely. You've handed around <laughs> the looks, haven't you, Anne? You have for sure. <laughs> sure. Anyway, yeah. what about being here today as part of the final three? Exactly. Are you happy? I am. I am very, very happy. I am indeed. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> Eight children and at home and a real homemaker and you love love life and love that. I love life, yes. Mm. Love the animals. Mm. Four cats in the bed. The husband sometimes doesn't be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Meow! <laughs> I, at my age now, I fell in love with the cat. <laughs> Do you know what you're saying for Anne? <laughs> Anyway, would, what would it mean to you if your number came out here today? Um, everyone's just wonderful here. I'm just here for the crack. And <laughs> well enjoy, enjoy. Any plans for Sunday or the weekend? Oh, yes. I'll be going out for a meal with my beautiful daughters. Lovely. And I will be taking my accordion and I will be playing a few tunes. Do you? Oh, yes. Yes. Loud's answer to Bridie Gallagher. Yes. No. <laughs> Can play the old mm, squeeze, oh, yeah, box the squeeze box as well. Squeeze box. Is there no end to your talent? Not really, and I do. <laughs> not really, I do sculpture as well. Oh my sculpture. God, Almighty! There's yeah. not enough in twenty-four hours in the no, day for there this isn't. woman. No, there isn't. No, no. She deserves it if she, she wanted. Would she? If she won it, yeah. Let me say you would all deserve it, actually, because you're all fantastic. And I think we've picked three brilliant people We're on Facebook Live. We'll say hello to everybody there again. Give them a wave, folks. Anyway. Kim Hill, nominated by daughter Stacey. Detta Connor, nominated by Karen, here today. Joanne, her other daughter, is with her. And finally, you heard there from Anne Crosby, nominated by Linda and a lot of the family here. Great-grandchildren and all with us today.
say, Peter Dolan, come back, come back into my life. Will you do the draw there? What we've done is, ladies, just to tell you, three numbers, one to three, I don't know, they're in this box. Whoever comes out gets the overall but there's prizes for everybody in the audience, which I'm delighted to say. Go on, Peter, pick whichever piece you have there. Best of luck to you all. Here we go. Peter, what number have you? Number two. Number two, Detta Connor from Ardcat. Congratulations. The woman in the in the boot in foot the and the broken arm. Oh my gosh, that's lovely. It was nearly written in the stars, wasn't it, that you were going to get it? Congratulations. Thank to you, you very much indeed, Jerry. Well, daughter. Thank you. Yeah. Are you happy? Oh, thrilled. Thrilled for her. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everybody's happy, but yeah. everybody's a winner. Let me say everybody here today. Come on, Matthew. Matthew is coming in with the flowers, Matthew Turner. Come on, there's flowers for everybody in the audience. And I want to tell you again, Detta, you've won the 300 euro, the 200 euro voucher and the 100 euro hamper. But ladies, there's a 50 euro Scotch Hall voucher for you as well, along with lovely flowers here. Is that OK? Thank you very much. Oh, no, you're very welcome. Are you happy with that? I am so delighted. And lovely meeting you, Jeremy. <laughs> lovely meeting you too, I have to say. Well done to everybody. There you have it for 2019 Scotch Hall Shopping Centre, LMFM, Mum of the Year. Give her a big round of applause. Is Detta from Ardcat and let's have a special song it's Don Baker and Winner in You I ought to know what it's like to lose a love I've done it enough I ought to know Then you came my way And tore away The fear and pain I won't lose again This time I know I've got a wiener in you There's no way I can lose the love I can hold on to. Got a winner in you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drada or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is. It's your last chance, folks, to win this fabulous daily prize and you could win the overall prize. Let me tell you about it. In conjunction with Oliver Goff's Husqvarna Open Day tomorrow, we have fantastic prizes all week. Today, uh, we have that hedge trimmer worth €295 to give away to one of you and also later on today all five winners go into a hat and one of you will win a robotic Husqvarna Automore. It's worth up to €5,000 depending on the size of your garden. What is it? It's self-operating, it's a lawnmower, cuts your lawn at any time, day or night. No need for human intervention. Through slopes, narrow passages, obstacles, rain or shine, my God, you won't be needed at all at home in the house if you win this thing. Anyway, how do you win it? We have four finalists already. Bernard Skelly, Martina Gorman, 
Barbara, Brady and Aoife Walsh. It could be you. Here's the question this Friday for you. Listen carefully. It's another gardening question. Which of these is not a variety of pear? You know pears? Lovely pear trees. Lots of them in Ireland. Lots of varieties. Which of these is not a variety of pear? A. Concord. B. Conference or C, Discovery. One of those is not a pear variety. Which is it? Concord, Conference or Discovery? Answers as soon as you can by WhatsApp to 086-1800-658 or text as well that number and we'll pick today's winner and you're in the hat at the end of the show for the big prize, I promise you. I want to say a big happy birthday to Sean Boylan today. It's Sean Boylan's birthday today. Sean was talking to us earlier in the week about me being in the final of the National League. Happy birthday, Sean. What a great man. And another anniversary today I do want to mention. The Irish Times was published for the first time, girls. Did you know this? 160 years ago today. So happy birthday, Irish Times. And I'm saying to the girls, who are who are they? Who's with us today? Yes, it's women with opinions for the next while on Late Lunch. And I'm delighted to Welcome back. Betty Clark, Kira Burke and Karen Devine. You're all very welcome to the Thank show. Thank you, Jerry. Thank Jerry. you for joining me. Karen, this wasn't on our agenda today, but I do want to start with this because you just made my morning this morning when I saw this. Tell them what you discovered near where you live. Well, I went out for my walk this morning and I runners on early in the morning. And as I came out of my house, I noticed there were little pages stuck on the trees in our estate. And I was kind of fascinated. I was wondering, you know, was it something to do with hedge cutting or anything at all like that? And as I got closer to them, I could see that they were very colourful. There was beautiful pictures painted on them and there was rainbows and all sorts of colour. But in the top right hand corner was written happiness notes. And as I walked through the estate, there was a selection of different cheerful phrases and uh, pictures drawn by the children in our estate and stuck onto the trees and I just it brought such an amazing smile this morning was a foggy damp kind of morning around Drogheda and they were just so sweet and so innocent and they really made me smile and it made me smile. Would that make you smile, Kira Bar? I think so. I think it. That's a lovely. Imagine, imagine actually finding those. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> and it's it's lovely that children's innocence isn't it great that they always seem so happy, mm. and then they come out into the real world when they leave school and then all that. So isn't it isn't it lovely to cherish that? I thought it was mm. great that they were sharing their happiness, you know, and that yeah. they were sharing the little bit of wisdom that they have as kids to say, actually, look at the bright side of things. One of the phrases was, smiles are infectious. They spread everywhere. Mm. You know? yeah, isn't that lovely, Betty? Oh, it's very sweet, really, isn't it? Mm. But it does remind me a bit about the what when people crocheting nice little things um, and putting them up on, 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 the trees. on, the, on the trees and around the lampposts and yep. Drogheda. Yeah. Um, it's called yarn yeah. bombing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it was all positive and that, mm. you know, yeah. that was last yeah. year, yeah. I think that was. Oh, I, th- I think, I think like there's the, more of them due this year for the FLA as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the way yeah. they're um, around so a lot of the train stations this week, they're playing pianos mm-hmm. and they're, you know, there's people going by and going, cut. But it actually putting a smile on everybody's face. Yes. You know, you're going through the humdrum of get, commuting to work and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And they've a piano in Houston Station. They've a piano in some station in Cork. And mm-hmm. and there's guys playing them live music yes. in the morning as people go. By. So it's just nice to hear those type of things. And the good news. But yeah. I, also, yeah. I also think it also reminds us of what the presence of art in our lives is. Kieran Dunleavy has a beautiful new painting up beside Flora Style on Patrick Street. And it's a painting of oh, the viaduct. And it just... It's a beautiful street scene of Drogheda and again on Barrack Street we now have the history of Drogheda mm. painted on the wall there and when we bring art and creativity into our lives 
it enriches our lives mm. in in a way that's more than money. It's 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 something that actually enriches us and and just makes your heart sore. And and the reason I want to mention this, and I want people to focus on this, but it is a precursor to something we're going to talk about today. And you talk about children, you know, being innocent and putting up these messages. But look. The breakdown in Irish society, and and Andrada sadly has been an example of this in, in the last six months or so. You know, murder, uh, violence, intimidation, crime, robberies. Where has it all gone wrong? What's happening? Why? Well, first of all, I think that we have a massive breakdown in our society where mothers are going are at full time uh, full time work and there's children being left at creches in the morning at seven and parents sometimes not coming home till I mean years ago if you were coming home from school you'd be coming home to your mother you'd be able to discuss things with her you'd get probably a bowl of soup or you'd get a, a you know your dinner or whatever and there, that was time where you know you could actually relate to your mom and you know she'd clip you around the ear if you got in trouble at school but you would deal with it there you knew your boundaries you knew what was right and wrong now I think that there is first of all there's way too much um, kids are being left on their own way too much secondly I don't think I think the moral compass of our lives has kind of faded into the background like years ago I was brought up in, a, in the Catholic religion and um, you know we had the, the Ten Commandments was really how we it was kind of bet into us but it was bet into well you. not bet into us but we learnt it off at school right yeah. and that was it but they were things that you abided by in mm. life but now I don't think it's really uh, and it, it's not nothing to do with the abuse in the churches and all of that kind of stuff it was just a moral compass that you did not uh, steal from anyone. You didn't. Do you think this is one of the tenets of the breakdown? That that the, the loss of faith and religion and commitment to the church is one of the reasons? Yeah, I think that people need spirituality and some sort of guidance in life. And I honestly do believe it. Whether, whether you're a Muslim, Jew, Catholic, Protestant or any type of faith with a moral um, you know, compass. The, the, the thing you say about the mums, you know, working, I don't think, like, that's a wheel that's turned and never going to be changed again. Mums need to work, you know, two incomes are needed to. Yeah, but Jerry, I think the that they should be, should be valued to stay at home. I think they should be paid to stay at home. I think they should be valued and um, that, that is the possibly the best career you will ever have is to uh, bring up your children and guide them in the right path. Whereas now, we're, we're, we're just all crazy. Like, you know, I'm a working mother. I struggle to uh, do parenting. I struggle to be a good business person. I struggle with everything because, you, you know, we're expected to do too much. Karen, come in on that one, will you? Yeah, I suppose um, I probably won't make a comment in regard to the parenting bit because I'm not a parent myself. Mm. And it's easy, I think, as a, as a person who doesn't have children to have very... Um, opinion, very strong opinions mm. on parenting, but I haven't walked in those shoes. Um, I suppose what I would say is that um, I wouldn't necessarily be a religious person. I was brought up as a Catholic and, and my parents are Catholics, but we're probably probably non-practicing, I suppose is probably the best way to put it. But my moral compass came from my parents. My moral compass came from being taught what was right and wrong. Is that missing? And the, the other thing is that it came from uh, knowing what self-respect was, knowing how to... Uh, behave myself and knowing how to treat others and I think those are very it's it's very simple to say it in those terms but actually 
no matter what your faith is, if you're brought up to understand, you know, and it comes back to your Ten Commandments, Kira. You know, if you're saying, you know, love God and your love your neighbor, maybe my loving God wasn't as important as as the neighbor bit, but certainly we were taught to know the difference between right and wrong. And you know, my mom would always have said to us, you know, never do anything, say anything, or write anything that you wouldn't want on the front of the Irish Times. And and that's you know coming yeah, back to our. Exactly. But but it comes back to our behaviour. It's, you know, would you be proud of that behaviour? And and that was ingrained into us. And I think my generation probably has an an element of shame too because we didn't want to disappoint and we didn't want to bring any sort of Mm. um, disregard on the family. But equally, those those morals were strong. So you concur with Kieran that, Betty? Personally, I'm going to sound very dramatic here, but I feel the internet is only 30 years old and the lack of, um, you know, the lack of control that anybody can see on the internet has brought us to the point where we are now. In Ireland, we're now a secular society and anything goes. We've gone the absolute extreme to what we used to be, you know, completely fearful of the church and you couldn't do this and you couldn't. But now anything goes and and people don't have any idea almost what's right and what's wrong. So, you know, to, to some extent be it spirituality, be it a God, be it, you know, respect has gone a bit, Jerry. I feel. And um, it's almost like a matrix where people are going round like zombies on their phones, uh, caught by social media. And I really feel that that has broken down our society. St. Patrick's Day, I went for a walk over the town. And honest to God, I, I w- it was menacing. There was hundreds of teenagers on one side of the street and the other kind of shared. And it was all funny, but I felt intimidated. I had to get up off Fair Street. I didn't. Mm. You know, later on, I think there was trouble. I thought it's a shame that you can't just go for a walk. As you know, this is before o'clock when the parade was over. There's a common and thread in what all of you have you know said or alluded yeah, to yeah, there. And you yeah. feel uh, www, the internet That's has facilitated this I think so, yeah. Well. I think that there's, there's no, if you almost, if you if you have a structure, you're, 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 you're too rigid, anything goes, anything from se- any sexuality, anything. If we've gone mad, we've gone mad to the other extreme. You can't say this and you can't say that because you're offending people. Whereas, you know, something might be right or might be wrong, but you, you, you people are afraid. I mean, even in media now, people are afraid to actually say, listen, I don't agree with that. Mm. They'll be sued. They're, they're, they're homophobic. They're Islamic phobic. You know, it's gone to the extreme. Mm. And that's not good, I don't think. I want to just hold that thought for a moment. Have to head to a quick break. Have you something to say today to the girls? 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number. You're more than welcome to join in the conversation. Don't forget it's our social media channels, Facebook, especially if you'd like to comment on what we're talking about today. Brian's been on to say, it's because there's no deterrent, Jerry. just suspended sentences. I suppose that's when the crime is committed and people are up in front and uh, judges after being nabbed by the law. Thanks for that, Brian. Uh, Kevin says, uh, the breakdown is from indiscipline at a young age. We have unruly teenagers destroying areas with no fear and impunity. I don't think it's anything to do with faith, says Kevin. And Michelle was on to say, I'd say the loss of faith is more to the priests and brothers and nuns who are involved in the abuse and the church not dealing with the perpetrators. Thanks indeed for that. Keep your comments coming to us as well on 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text. 
if you were to do something to alleviate this, I'll just tell you one thing. I was talking to a local councillor recently and he made a great point, I have to say. He said to me that he felt the problem was that society has changed so much that we go home to our homes in the evening times or at weekends, we close the door and we're very inward looking. There's no community. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree completely. Um, but I would say you're not going to get happiness from the next Louis Vuitton handbag or the next holiday or the next uh, cruise to um, the Caribbean. And the, I think there's so many people looking out and thinking that, oh, this is what's going to make me happy. That's what's, The best thing that will make you happy is to give back. And if you get involved in a local community or a local organisation, whether it be Tidy Towns or I'm involved with the Scouts, which gives me great happiness um, because I have great crack with the with the kids and we we have, you know, I'm organising a camp now at Easter and we'll have great crack. And it's just you're giving something back there. And I think that if you are, if you help out with the elderly or if you help out with meals and wheels, something, you get so much more back from that than you will ever get. So from you need to encourage younger people to yeah. start doing this, to start giving back. Betty, if you had something you would do, you'd I close would, down the internet, would you? Well, I'd, I'd have the governments, I would, I, I mean, you know, for, uh, Irish government, European government, even American, some type of censorship. It's just an open cesspit. Mm. the internet marvellous to be able to Google and look and see what you, whatever subject listen I don't know what Jerry's talking about there I must look at it you know, it is fascinating it's like having an encyclopedia at the tip of your fingers but it, it, there's a whole dark side to it that has led people down the wrong track I'd like it to see that more regulated okay. I just would okay, good point Karen Perfect. Um, I, I like what Kira is saying there. I moved to Drogheda 20 years ago and bar my husband I knew nobody when I moved to the town and the way that I, over the last 20 years, the way that I have found my place here is by volunteering and getting stuck into whatever is going on. There's so much, so many wonderful things happening around here that it's great to get involved. Uh, if I were to give one piece of advice, and I suppose it's something that I say to my nieces and nephews regularly, it's to look inward for your contentment. Be happy in your own company. Um, be at peace with your own thoughts. Don't be. Don't run away from what you're thinking, you know, to 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 actually get to know yourself and to, to be comfortable in your own skin, because no matter where you go in the world and no matter what you're wearing and no matter who's beside you, if you're not happy and content in yourself, you never will. be. you, you won't get it from somebody yeah. else. And actually, when I first met my husband, that was what attracted me to him. It was this he had this sense of contentment in himself. And most people spend their whole lives looking for that. But actually, a little bit of quiet time with yourself can be key to finding that. And you know, she's nearly the best known woman <laughs> in the northeast at this stage. You've done a blooming good job, I have to say. Let's move on quickly to a, a we have a big agenda today. We're only going to get through a fraction of it. April the 1st is coming up on Monday. We ever done with an April fool? Anybody ever caught out? I wasn't, but my sister-in-law had a cracker with my nieces and nephews when they were much smaller. Uh, she got them up for school, all breakfast, par- you know, they'd had their porridge, they put their school uniforms on, school bags, the whole lot. And she got down to the school with them and it was a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> she had them completely convinced and they got to the school. It was 
just priceless. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> priceless. <laughs> I know, but here book, they couldn't well, catch I, you I, out. No, but I actually was caught out last year, uh, or was it the year before, on um, Facebook. It was when they said that Butlins was coming back. Did you see that? We and I was all indeed. excited because, do you remember, like, we used to go to Butlins on a day, because we only lived day, down the road. We used to go down for the day. We'd get yeah. a day ticket. And then you'd see all the people staying. And I used to like envy them all staying, staying there for their holidays. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I said, can we not come here for our holidays? And then when I saw it being opened up again, I was like, isn't that great? It's only going to be down the road and whatever. And I thought it'd be all new and fan- fantastic. Then she was only in April. <laughs> so you were caught with Butlins, Betty. I remember. I suppose I'd be, I'd be calling Childline if I was there with those kids. <laughs> Mother. I'm sure when I was younger at school or something, they probably did catch it out or, you know, but yeah. I, I just doesn't... Oh, no, see, I always knew Betty Clark wouldn't be caught out. No, I don't like know that, that no. hey, I, Well, I'll leave this one with you. Summertime, were you ever done with the hour? You know, oh, you, yes, you know, this yeah, weekend the yeah, clocks are yeah. uh, spring forward. Yeah. They go forward oh, yeah. now. Yes, Did that ever was. happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if you don't change your clock going to bed. Yes. You know, the night before, mm. I've been caught like that a few times with the, the hour next as well. morning. Mm. Yeah. 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 No. Well, I can't remember. I'm sure I have. It's usually been on a Sunday. Mm. So uh, it's not that you'd have to get up for work. Yeah, it's a little bit different than that. But here, branching out from that, you see that the EU this week uh, voted, and we will be remaining in the EU, EU no matter what others do mm. at this stage. Um, that they want this to cease in 2021 20, 22 you know mm. it's not that far away and we have to make a decision whether we stay with summer time which will be what the uh, time is after sunday when it goes forward an hour giving us an extra hour of light in the evening or winter time with more light at the start end of the day which would you prefer if you were to make a call summer time extra hour in the evening of light or the extra in the morning oh i think extra hour in the evening Karen. i don't really mind i just like consistency i hate the changing forward Do and you? backwards yeah really yeah. throws me and I think with babies and small children, it's a devil. I, fi- I find uh, the evening definitely. I mean, come four o'clock, it can be dark in November, Jerry. That's very right. depressing. Yes. So you close the door and you don't see anyone. It's yeah. dark until then. So definitely to have an hour extra in the evening to go for a walk or to be outside all the way. But it wouldn't be bright till maybe ten o'clock. Is that right, Jerry? Yeah, you in lose the dark, it on the you know, other so side. So it'd be dark in the, in the morning. Dark in the morning. So maybe till nine, I suppose. Mm. You know that type of thing. But I think most people, yet uh, we've yeah. done a straw yeah. poll mm. ourselves in the last few days everybody really saying let's have summer time let's have the extra yeah, hour yeah. in the evenings to give yeah. us that what you're talking about yeah. in the winter time because you're really need... just going to work or, or correct or in the morning yes, yeah, or that in that. the morning yeah, yeah. there'd certainly be something mm. a- a- around that hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape. Or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Um, Lisa Smith from Dundalk, former Irish Army, ISIS bride. Uh, 
Kira, you wanted to throw the ball in on this one on late lunch this afternoon. Well, no, the other, the other day I heard that she was coming home with a government jet and I was going... What? What? No. Yes. Jerry, this was the plan. She used to fly when Bertie was in charge. Oh, got discounted, she. Yeah, like, I don't know why she's getting, like, special treatment. I... Like, I think that she should be allowed back in the country after she's been de-brainwashed and the child has been de-brainwashed. Oh, well, the child is probably small, you know, know, doesn't know anything about it. But, like, she made her bed. She went to ISIS. She went to the estate. And I kind of just thought, why are we giving her special treatment? I don't think it's so much an, an issue of special treatment. I mean, when we talk about the government jet, it makes it sound like, you know, Alan Sugar or Donald Trump flying around in luxury. It is one of the Air Corps planes um, and I know certainly from somebody I know in the Gardaí who works in the screening process for people coming from the Middle East to Ireland at, on, with refugee status. I know that the screening process is incredibly rigorous before anybody is allowed back into the country. I think I'm particularly conscious that this girl is from our area. And mm. so I, I don't want to to say anything particularly nasty that might upset or offend her family. But equally, I think we have to be very, very careful. This having been out there in that regime, having been uh, radicalised from here, from County Louth, you know, from the northeast, it, it's a definite worry. And I think that the, you know, there's only seven people fit on the government jet, you know, so there'll be Department of Foreign Affairs, uh, Department of Justice, There'll be two other representatives, probably from the Gardaí or psychological services and herself and the child. I don't think it's a, a luxury issue. I think it's a security issue and I don't really have a difficulty with it. Betty? I don't think she should be allowed back into the country, full stop. I think you're setting a precedent there by allowing her back. I, I think they should do the same as in England. They're not allowing. Maybe take the child back. Okay, but they're taking the child off its mum. Really. Mm. Well, That's another issue. Yeah, but the, the same as the girl in, in in England that wanted to come back. I just can't think of her name. But, but the girl they, in England had, was of Bangladeshi origin, so yeah, the British government were able to say, "Well, you're not our problem; you're their yeah. problem." But and mm. the father, her, her, her husband, is a um, Dutch, I think, and the mm. child's father. Mm. But still, I, do, I don't believe she should be allowed back into the country personally. That's your view. Absolutely on it. no, because you're only starting the ball rolling be for others to, to come back. It'd be good to know you know was it just a case of you know radicalised she fell in love or was she hoodwinked into this whole scenario was she you know like we all we're all looking for love at some part, part of our lives maybe she you know fell in love and thought right this is it I'm going to but why are you letting back in Kira? Yeah, well, like you know, know I mean it's, it's not just the fact that the woman loves somebody and out there it's more the line of people that she has been involved with and her contacts Absolutely, yeah. and that's what I wouldn't trust and it's yeah. funny I think I think we'd be speaking about it differently if it was a man would you I I genuinely think that if it was uh, a young man from the northeast who had been radicalized and gone out there we wouldn't necessarily have the same level of empathy to say well maybe you should come back but you know you need I'd to you need fear to a man coming back yeah than a woman I afraid, I'm but afraid then, of her you know, just as much as if it was a man she's mm. been in the army or the air corps or mm. whatever and she was well trained in the army I'm sure mm. and um, Val's on to say they were going to use the jet Jerry but changed to a normal flight because of the outcry that was confirmed yes they just got a message oh. in there keep them coming to us we're heading to another break on late lunch this afternoon on an afternoon did Annie ever do pegs airs no yes no
Far too young. Well, did you know that today, well, people will probably shudder when they hear this, Peg Sayers was born on this day in 1873. Had she a lot to answer for? I'll leave that with you for the moment. We'll be back in about three. I agree totally with that last lady. We're gone totally mad. The other extreme, we have to be so politically politically correct and yet life is so cheap people are gone so cruel and violent uh, beatings and killings going on all the time says a listener respect is gone says somebody else for a lot of people but there's still some lovely young people out there uh, plus there was always crime it just didn't seem to get the same attention as now and Karen was telling us at the top of the show some lovely young people who live round where she lives as well and it's inspiring to hear that I have to say what do you do here's the headline from a newspaper today just one bottle of wine a week is as big a cancer risk as 10 cigarettes. Now, a week ago, Betty, I read something else that said a glass of red wine a day is so good for your health. What am I to do? What about the French? They drink a lot of red wine, don't they? They don't all. And for yeah. lunch as well. Yeah, for lunch. And uh, I don't know. How can that be true, Jerry? I th- the red wine was supposed to be good for your heart and dark chocolate. And so I don't know. I wouldn't. I couldn't see that being right carcinogenic well when I found out that there was enough you see those small bottles you get in a, in a, in a bar but the small bottles when I found out that there was the same preservatives in one of those small bottles than there is in, in a large bottle I have never bought one of those again just buy the large one how did you <laughs> because you, I'm telling you if you had two or three you'll of those, live forever you'll be that preserved exactly but if you had Pickles. two or three of those small bottles right uh you, the head need the next day would be unbelievable. But if you only have the one large bottle, it's actually much better for you. I have to say, that is the book theory of relativity <laughs> you're listening to this afternoon Quantum on physics. Lake Lodge. Quantum physics. <laughs> yes. Um, I suppose I am a non-drinker. Uh, I drank up until the point that I was 30 and at 30 I gave it up. So that's 13 years ago. Why? Um, why? Why? I wasn't a big drinker, but when I did drink, I gave it socks. I, you know, so I like I mightn't drink for two or three months at a time. But when I went out, then I really went out and I thought I could sing and I thought I could dance and I thought I was funny. Um, And I would be fine the next day. But actually, in the week after it, I would just feel like I'd been hit by a truck. I just it took me so long to recover from it. I was your classic binge drinker in that sense. Now, thankfully, I don't think I ever did anything really stupid or harmful. But um, I just came to a point where I kind of realized this isn't doing me any good. It genuinely wasn't doing me any good. So I just decided on my 30th birthday, I was going to give up. You just stopped and you've never taken a drink since. Do you miss it? Do you know what? I miss the person that I was when I drink. I miss that bit, being able to relax and have that bit of crack. I feel I'm probably less crack since um, I did it. But equally, um, I think it's funny. I think as a non-drinker, you look at Irish society slightly differently because I think you look at it and you say, what is it about us that needs that drink to relax? Mm. Um, And I think we don't really want to look at it. You know, I mean, the smoking ban, this is the anniversary of the smoking ban in Ireland. And we look at, um, you know, the smoking ban was introduced purely by will of Micheál Martin. There was no political will to bring in a smoking ban. But uh, my husband is a musician and I used to know he'd be home at night when I would hear him wheezing in the bed beside Mm. me because he wasn't a smoker. But he was in an environment where everybody Mm. around him was smoking. And people who work in pubs, my background is hospitality. 
we forget that our environment was so polluted by what smoke. What point are you making? Like, uh, so my point, I suppose, is that we, as a society, we don't necessarily want to look at our relationship with alcohol. I'm not sanctimonious about it. I, I definitely, I loved drinking and I love to be around people with a yes. few drinks on them. But I think we don't, it's so ingrained in our culture, we don't really want to look at our okay, relationship. Okay, I, I, see, I see the connection you're making. But look, when you hear this, have a glass, don't have a glass. Have a bottle, don't have a bottle. Have six eggs, don't have any eggs. I just think the confusion is incredible. There but there's an awful lot of people who would like, if you weren't drinking, oh God, you'll have one. I, oh, you'll have one. I oh, don't be, oh, God, you're going to be no mm-hmm. crack. Do you know what I mean? There is a lot of that. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure yeah. on mm-hmm. people in Ireland. And like, there's actually quite a good few young people who are deciding not to drink. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But then the other half then are, you know, making, making up, up for the, making for the rest yeah. of yeah. them. There's no, nothing in I between, think, I, think, I don't think. I think you need to question where the survey, where the information comes from. Yes. Because it's a classic PR stunt to commission a survey to get the information that you want to be able to put out your story, to be able to promote selling wine or promote selling crisps or whatever it yeah. might be. So. Listeners, says I'm with Kira. the big bottle let tomorrow look after itself um, I disagree with the women who say that Lisa deserves doesn't deserve to be brought home she should be brought home uh, and looked after here uh, when a drug mule went to Peru everyone wanted the government to bring her home they were talking about PC a few minutes ago where is the Christianity says a listener this afternoon thank you indeed for your comment on that one let's move on to something else let me tell you this little story all the world's a spin, or is it? In the last 17 months of Enda Kenny's reign as Taoiseach, listen to this, he spent €16,200 on PR and advertising. That's €952 Euro a month. Leo Varadkar, our Taoiseach, in his first 17 months as Taoiseach, has whittled away £1.8 105000 every month. Is that money well spent, Betty? Jerry, that would make my blood boil because we've now reached 10,000 homeless in this country. Disgrace. We've the posh boys like himself eating avocado toast. They haven't a clue about the real people of Ireland and what it's like to try and make ends meet. So to think that he's paying 105,000 to make himself look good, I think it's a disgrace. Oh, come on, Betty. He has to have those nice socks. And his, I mean, he had just had his 40th no, birthday party. No, it's terrible. I mean, that oh, had to be a splash. On. He is the Taoiseach. As but what about all the people waiting for beds down in, down in the hospital? What about all the people wanting to get... Around Dublin? I'd love, I'd love to see people. where it's that's terrible. broken down, that 100. Sorry. I'd love well, to see a breakdown actually, of it. Actually, it was uh, requested under Freedom of Information yes. by the Irish Mirror. And it is fact. Those are the figures. I know you'd like to see the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an extraordinary differential. Do you not agree? In, oh, a, in how many years, Jerry? No, no, in a, in a couple of years, the difference. No, let me tell you. Seven, the last 17 months before Enda quit as Taoiseach, the figure was he spent in total, right? He spent in total €16,200. A small amount of money, really, I'd say, for that period of time. Leo, in his first 17 months from he took over, £1.8 okay, I have a question. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, I have a question on that. I've noticed more on radio advertising and different publications like that that... You will say if it's something for um, the Department of Social Protection or for people's rights on different things. I'm hearing at the end of that advert, this ad is brought to you by the government of Ireland. Mm. And I'm wondering, are there a lot of things that were previously handled by different departments, advertising campaigns that are all coming in under procurement 
Um, I know that certainly, um, you know, in the old days at events, you'd have um, different banners for different government departments. Now what we're seeing at events is just singularly the government, government of Ireland. Ireland. So, Ireland. 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 so I'm just wondering, That's is a fair that point. where it's that is, And as Kira says, we need to see the breakdown yeah, of the, the awful The other thing spend. it is, on, his, on, on Enda Kenny's last few months, I mean, he didn't really need to uh, spend much money on PR. He was going anyway. Mm. So uh, did... Does Leo? I'm not saying that there's an excuse for that amount of money, but I'm saying, did Leo have to make a stand for his first 17 months and actually pump the money in? So I'd like to see. I do. I do definitely agree with Betty in that there is an awful lot of money being spent in an awful lot of uh, very badly, and I think issues of homelessness and health. I think the way that some of the government departments are being run. You know, you wouldn't run a business like that. You also, I think that Leo Varadka has his eye set on a big job in Europe and that's he's he's honing that in. Whereas I don't think Enda Kenny, he was happy to walk up Crow Park and get a few boys, a photograph of the Irish Independent. So the, the different, different, Leo is very, very ambitious and ruthless in his own little way and doesn't care about the average person in the street. That's my opinion. He's also always wheeled out to uh, talk about different, you know, issues in the government that are troublesome because he's a good speaker, I suppose, and whatever. But I think that... I think that's a ridiculous amount of money. And yes, but there is a huge amount of money, government money spent so badly. Yeah. And the departments themselves have to be um, accountable. Accountable. Mm. And it's not just like, these are the guys put out to, you know, the front the front runners of the these departments, like the, the ministers and all that. But the departments themselves are unbelievably bad at managing their, mm. their budgets. No, I think it's, it's a common theme, all right, and it'll come up again beyond this many, many times, I'm sure. Final break with the ladies this afternoon if you want to join in. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. A few more moments to come with the uh, Women With Opinions this Friday and a few more topics to get through. No more kissing the Pope's ring. Are you devastated, Karen? I think it's a really good sign. I think, um, you know, I'm all for respect without question and um, but I think that some of the traditions like that were about making people feel small and about um, ensuring that the church had that supremacy over people so I was I think I was very very happy to see that Okay, Kira. what about this? Is he he right, wrong or indifferent? Yeah, I think he's completely right I mean, like, get rid of this baloney that goes on in the in the church. I mean, this is ridiculous. P- kissing a ring. or I mean, I think the bishops do it as well. I they? remember an image of De Valera kissing John Charles McQuaid's ring, getting yeah. down on his knee, the Taoiseach of Ireland, to kiss that man's ring back. I know it was back in the day and different The real times. Taoiseach. Oh my God. He was kissing the real Taoiseach. Oh, wasn't that ridiculous? Mm. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, oh but my. that was exactly what he was, the real yeah. Taoiseach, because they controlled everything. They dictated yeah. But so no, much. no, I think that's a good move and I think he, you know, I like um, Pope Francis in terms of those kind of stands that he's making. Mm. I think it's important that he starts making them. I'll give you a laugh, Jerry. Talk about superstition and, and of course, uh, when I was in Rome, I, when you walk in into the right, the big basilica or whatever, there's, there's a statue of um, the Blessed Virgin and the dying Christ and it's now encased in glass because it, it was open and some crazy man went in with a hammer and smashed it all up and everyone dived on the rock and took home the rock, the pieces of mm. the statue because they thought 
like kissing the Pope's ring that this would bring them to heaven. And anyway, didn't the, didn't the, the Catholic Church issue a statement? Could they pl- everyone please return those rocks or you wouldn't, you would, you would of course, every single one of them were, was returned <laughs> and that statue is now in that. So that just goes to show you, people think that if you kiss this man's ring, who is just a man, yeah. mm-hmm. he's, not a, he's not God, he's not the man himself, he, the big man is above, so mm. you're going to kiss this ring you still have to do the good work and the respect and all that we've talked about. Isn't that a brilliant so, story? So, so that's they the truth. all came back. They all came back and they re... They put their lives they put, they put, yeah. Thanks for your comments. They're coming to us. Jerry. it was a huge fuss, wasn't there, about Bertie's makeup some years ago. You're talking about what Leo's spending on spin and PR. There was indeed. You're right there. Um, Jerry and Nobber's been on to us. And you're right, Jerry. I remember. It was brilliant. There was a fantastic April the 1st prank played on the green scene list on LMFM when Ireland uh, was doing something with the EU. Does anybody remember that? I do indeed. What happened was, uh, I'll tell you this, uh, what happened. (laughs) Uh, It was Michael Crawley's idea, the boss. He told Eddie to go on and say that the green scene was finishing. And the place went absolutely wild. They said that it would have to be now a multinational, multination music show with music from all over the world. No Irish songs. Eddie played a blind. Everybody did. And the place here. People were calling in, said they were going to switch off the station. Never listen to it again. No way. That's Jerry. You're so right there. British MPs, breaking news, have rejected the third vote on Mrs May's withdrawal agreement from the EU. Breaking news so at she's, this moment she's in gone, time. Then isn't she? No, she's no. only gone if they if they accept it. it. They accept now it. what happens? She so said you, she'd go if they backed her deal. It hasn't been backed. What happens now? More chaos. Karen, I I just I'm so confused by it at this point. I I don't know what anybody would would do in this situation, and I I don't know why. Oh my God! I have no answers for you. No, I, well, listen. Nobody has a people's vote. Jerry has to be a people's vote. A million people last week in central London. Uh, you know, 2016, three years ago, people didn't realise what they were voting but for. What would you but ask then do you them do now? That, do yes that or no? Do they want to leave or do they want to stay? Would you okay, just so put that question back to the people again? Yes, so I would. So there's going to be another six months of referendum. Um, pre-referendum. No, have that in three weeks. Have that soon. <laughs> that, they won't do that. Because, because, and then we have the European elections. What happens then? And the the British M- MEPs like they like if they want an extension they have to be represented by the people mm. who are remainers mm. and the people who are already working. I think for there's the a big danger here of a crash out. And I, and I think Massive. there's a well, I think British, go, Brit- British society go. is really in trouble. I think the level of division mm. among ordinary people and I think I, I I do still blame the media for an awful lot of it because the media is either left or right and it's really fueling division and hatred between people. It's uh, So there you are, just to repeat it again, breaking news, British MPs have rejected Theresa May's withdrawal agreement, the third vote that's taken place there. Watch this space. She could go this evening. There may be a general election. There may be a push for second referendum. They may crash out. It is just so uncertain. And, you know, we can sit here and be smug about it, but we are right in the teeth Mm. of this storm, Mm. no matter what happens, one way 
or the other and you know that well from the business yeah. communities that you're you're moving in and people dealing with it it really is shocking anyway big weekend ahead uh, Mother's Day on the horizon and we had uh, the mum of the North East uh, in with us here a little bit uh, before the show as well what do you think of these type of days in general you know there's no Father's Day is there a father there is <laughs> there is a <laughs> in June Jerry. that's terrible Jerry. your yeah. kids will be giving out hell I'm sure you get a present <laughs> and a card the best daddy exactly. in the world you know not that the father should be bad it's the mothers who do everything but he doesn't remember it he doesn't that, remember that it so that's, that just, that's gratitude well that just show you yeah. that, that I have to be absolutely honest with you they're great these days and good luck to them and it's great to acknowledge it wouldn't bother me it is materialism it's all just for the shops to, to, yeah, it to is. sell yeah, more stuff it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I take a different view on it I, I like using opportunities like this to just remind people that they matter to me mm. um, and so we'll say my sister's 40th birthday was there two weeks ago and the week before her birthday I sat down with a cup of tea and with lots of sheets of paper and a pen and I wrote her a letter to tell her what she meant to me. Well, that's lovely. And, and, that's, and so I think sometimes having a day like Mother's Day or something like that is just a nice prompt to us. Yeah, but you're doing that out of, you know, out of, like, you don't, you're not told that you should be doing it. No. So you, that, I think that means more. Well, you know what I'm being told? I have to do this. It's over for today oh, with no, you Oh, no, Jerry, you don't you so, so much fast. for me. <laughs> it does apply by Betty Clark. Uh, can I just say something? And Karen Devine, thank uh, you. Can I just say to all the people, all the kids doing their leaving certs and junior certs who are doing their orals and their practicals this week, that the best of luck. Absolutely. We join in those good wishes as well. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. As an angler, that story does my heart good today. Uh, 200,000 facility for disabled anglers opening on the River Moy in County Mayo. And if you don't fish, the Moy is... Ireland's number one salmon river. It really is prolific. And uh, I just see a picture there of a, a lad with a fishing rod in a wheelchair being able to access the river now and fish it. And I think that that's just wonderful. And now there are more and more lakes as well where they have disabled boats. You can go out and do a bit of fishing as well. And I welcome that. It's really great to see it. And well done to all concerned in County Mayo. Oh my God, the fishing season is imminent. I can't wait. I can't wait next weekend. Anyway, the West's awake, as they say. Now back to our big competition all this week week on late lunch you know that the Husqvarna Open Day is tomorrow from 8 to 4 at Oliver Goff Sales and Hire Flower Hill in Navin and the special offers on the full range of Husqvarna automores, battery equipment and petrol machinery each day this week we've been giving away a Husqvarna battery powered hedge trimmer kit worth €295 Euro, and we have a winner today and we have four others from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and the five names in a moment are going into a hat Listen to this to win. Oh, what a prize this is. The Robotic Husqvarna Automore. Do you know about this? It's brilliant. It's self-operating. Cut your lawn anytime, day or night. No need to be standing over it yourself. It can cut up slopes, down slopes, through narrow passages, round obstacles, rain or shine. And depending on the size of your garden, it's worth anything from a thousand to five thousand euro. It's a brilliant prize. Today, the question was this: Which of these is not a variety of pair? A Concord, B Conference, C Discovery. I can't ask Louise, and you're probably wondering where she is today. She's there driving the aeroplane for sure. She has no voice. She's lost her voice and we're going to leave her be today. So I can't have the uh, gardening lesson. We'll do that down the road, I promise. Concord, conference or discovery. Which of those is not a pair? It's discovery. Because discovery is an apple. 
And you're a clever lot. Loads of people got that right. The winner today is Declan Caffrey. Well done to you, Declan. You've won that brilliant prize. The hedge strimmer, Husqvarna, worth €295. Thanks to Oliver Goff's big open day sale tomorrow from 8 to 4. Check it out. Give them a shout there. So here we go. It's quite simple now. I have a little box here in front of me and in the box is one, two, three, four, five pieces of paper. Again, I have nothing to do with this. I didn't put them in. I didn't fold them. I didn't do anything. I'm going to give them a little shake round there. Number one is Bernard Skelly. Two, Martina Gorman. Three is Barbara Brady. Four, Aoife Walsh. And number five in the box is Declan Caffrey, today's winner. Let me give them a little spin and let me pick one of them and I'll tell you what number has come out as I open it up. You're not going to believe this. The number that has come out, and I can tell you Louise is nodding her head in there. It's number five. Would you believe that? Isn't that just something else? Declan Caffrey, it's your Friday for sure. You've just won a few moments ago. The hedge tremor wore €295. You're now the proud owner of a Husqvarna battery, a Husqvarna automore. Isn't that just fantastic? Two on the one day. Hey, I hope you have the garden, Declan, and the hedges to make use of it all because you have the hedge cutter and now you have that more with all the new technology in it. You can just set it up and set it on its way. He's on the line, is he, Louise? He's there, Declan. Hello. Hello, Jerry. Hey, you boy, yeah. <laughs> Fair play, eh? Well, well, well. Have you been listening? You just heard what's happened in the last minute or so. A clean sweep, Jerry. Clean sweep. <laughs> a clean sweep. The hedge trim of the Husqvarna, and now this brilliant Husqvarna Automore. Tell me, have you the garden and hedges to use them? Oh God, I have, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of ground to cover. Have you? Have you a big garden? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, listen. You know something? These come in different sizes, so you. You can win up, you know, the, the bigger ones of these, up to €5,000. And if you've the garden and they assess that, you're getting one of these as well. You won't have to worry anymore. You can just set it out and away it goes. Happy days, Jerry. Happy days. <laughs> Happy days. And your hedges as well. Where are you living, do you mind me asking you, Declan? In Lobenstown. In Lobenstown, County Mead, a great part of the world. You have a new butchers there as well. Are we into it, no? Oh, yeah. We have Peter there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter's looking after us. <laughs> He's looking after you, Peter Whelan, there as well. Well, listen, you know something? It's on the double. Clean sweep, as you said. Declan, health to wear. Congratulations to you. Thanks a million, Jerry. Thanks to all of our guests as well. Not at all. You're so welcome. Many years of happy gardening. Thank you for joining me on the show, Declan. Well, there you have it. Isn't that just something else? He came out on Friday and he's come out again for that autumn war and do reminding you again to check out that big sale at Oliver Goff Sales and Hire Flower Hill Navin from 8 to 4 tomorrow and they will really look after you there thanks to everybody who entered congratulations to the daily winners Bernard Skelly Martina Gorman Barbara Brady and Eva Walsh and congratulations on the double again to Declan Caffrey the overall winner and winner again today heading to our final break of the week on late launch and as is our want every Friday now Leon Blanche is joining us plenty of GAA and soccer to talk about. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is. 
Leon Blanche, Head of Communications with Boyle Sports, is with me. Leon, good afternoon. Let's start this very evening with the League of Ireland. Dundalk, Cork, Drogheda, Wexford. Yeah, look, Jerry. good, um, good afternoon to you. Dundalk um, at home, obviously chasing Shamrock Rovers, who have set the early pace in the Premier Division. And this is a highly anticipated game. It's a return of the same two sides that fought out the President's Cup with, of course, Dundalk winning that one. Dundalk are the clear favourites at 8-13, to Cork are 9-2 and the draw here at 13-5. I think Vinnie Pert has done a very, very sound job so far for the Lily Whites and they're only going to get better. Um, they were struck with a couple of injuries in the opening game of the season, but he does have a good squad. They're playing very attractive football and I'd be hopeful. I think it'll be an attractive game to watch. I think both teams are well capable of scoring, but I do think Dundalk will claim all three points. Drogheda, on the other hand, have got a fine uh, chance to get another victory in League One. They're up against Wexford Youth at home tonight. They're a very short price favourite, Jerry, at five to one on. Wexford are as big as twelve to one, and the draw here is nine to two. And as as I said, I think it will be a loud double. I think Drogheda will win, and I think Dundalk will be able to see off Cork. Oh, you're saying all the right things, Leon. And I just want to remind listeners, you can listen to both those games on the LMFM app or on lmfm.ie from kickoff times at Oriel Park and United Park. I just want to hop onto GAA for a moment and tomorrow because the two local counties, Louth and Mead, have two huge games. The first game tomorrow afternoon is Louth and West Mead in Drogheda and winner takes all, Leon. Yeah, look, winner takes all. Look, I was surprised, Jerry, last week. What a tremendous victory by the Wee County when they travelled to play down away from home. And this has given them a huge opportunity now, as you rightly put it, winner takes all. They are the underdog, however, at 13 to 8. Westmead are 6 to 4 on. And the draw here is 15 to 2. But I'm a huge believer in confidence. I'm a huge believer in a side that's pulled off a victory against the odds, against down. They'll fancy their chances against Westmead. They're not as big as underdog uh, tomorrow as they were last weekend. So why not? Let's get behind the Wee County and hopefully they can see off Westmead. Then later at headquarters, Croke Park, it's Mead against Donegal in the Division 2 final. The both promoted anyway to the top division next year. This is an intriguing tie. It is. And you know what? Like I think for Leinster football as a whole, it's great to see Mead back in a final, even though it is Division 2, I think everybody in Leinster, including Dublin, will want to see Mead GAA rise again because it's very important to have a strong provincial championship. They are the underdog at 9-4. to They're taking on Donegal, who are favourites, at 1-2. to And the draw here is 15-2. Look, it's been a fabulous league campaign by Mead to get to a final, but I just feel they might come up a little bit short against this Donegal side, who I feel could be a dark horse in terms of winning Ulster. Look, it's going to be a very close encounter. I don't think it's going to be a landslide victory for whoever comes out on top. I'm hoping it can be a Leinster victory for Mead, but I do feel Donegal might just have the slight advantage here. And again, I'll remind our listeners, do join us on Saturday Sport here on LMFM Radio for a specially extended edition. Both of those games, you'll get them live and exclusive here. Now, I want to go to the SPL, back to soccer for a moment, because this is a key weekend. Celtic play Rangers, and really, if Celtic win this one, they're 10 points clear. It's all over, Leon. Look, it is all over, Jerry. I think it's all over already. Um, and I suppose Rangers fans will be hoping they can go 
to Parkhead and get a victory. Of course, in the in the last Old Firm, there was no doubting. Rangers were the better side on that day, and they thoroughly deserved their victory. However, Neil Lennon is back in charge at Celtic. He's only there at the moment until the end of the season. But I'm sure if Neil Lennon is able to win a treble, he'll most likely probably get another contract to stay in charge at Celtic Park. Celtic are favourites at three to four. Rangers are the outsider at seven to two, and the draw here is thirteen to five. I'm sure the Celtic fans, the management, and the players, just to give them that bit of added security, if they get a victory um, on Sunday at twelve o'clock, I think. 100% the league is over. As I said, 10 points is such a big gap. I know if Rangers were to win, they'd bring it back to seven. But I just don't see them being able to continue that momentum and need Celtic to slip up two or three more times. So for me, this game should be exciting as all firms always are. And I'm probably going to go with Celtic to win it by the odd goal. In the Premier League, the two-horse race that it is now between Manchester City and Liverpool. Man City are at Fulham, who look doomed, and Liverpool have a tough enough one then on Sunday at home to Spurs. Spurs, how do you see those going? Yeah, look, I think, Jerry. look, at the moment, Liverpool kind of did what they had to do in the two league games before the international break. They were able to beat Burnley at home, and they were able to travel to Fulham and get a late penalty to claim all three points. So that's put them two points clear, having played one more game than Man City. City, as you rightly said, are playing Fulham. That's the first game tomorrow at half past 12. Look, you never want to kind of start away from home at an early kickoff after your players are coming back from international football. But this is an ideal opportunity for Man City to get back to the top of the table, to beat Fulham and put the pressure all on Liverpool. I fully expect City to win. It's no surprise they're 1-8. But as you rightly said, the game of the weekend will certainly take place at Anfield at half past four on Sunday. Liverpool are unbeaten at home in 36 Premier League matches. It's a tremendous run they're on at the minute. They've got a great home record against Tottenham Hotspur and that's why they're favourites. They're 8-13, to Spurs are available at 9-2, to which is a huge price for Tottenham Hotspur. And the draw is 3-1. to Look, Liverpool will probably know what they have to do. They'll be a point behind City, level on games. But they play Tottenham on Sunday, and then they play Southampton on Friday. They won't be worrying about Southampton, but if they can beat Spurs, which I think they're capable of, and I think they will do it, that'll give them a chance when they play Southampton on Friday night to go five points clear of Man City, who play in the FA Cup. But all eyes will be on Anfield on Sunday. I think there will be goals, as there was in the corresponding fixture 12 months ago. It was a two-all draw when Harry Kane scored that late, late penalty to grab a point for Tottenham Hotspur. I think both teams will score, but I think Liverpool will win. And if you fancy that outcome, that's available at 2-1. to one. Leon, thank you so much as usual. Talk to you next Friday. Leon Blanche there, Head of Communications with Boyle Sports, looking ahead to the big action, local and international, over the weekend. Anyway, that's our lot on Late Lunch for another week. Thank you so much to you for joining us on the show every day, to our guests all week, and to my speechless producer, Louise Walsh, who hasn't a word to say to you today, but she's with us. She is indeed, and I thank her sincerely for everything she does. Without her, I couldn't do this every day, I promise you. Anyway, we'll head into the weekend in the company of AHA. Have a lovely one. Enjoy it. Come back and join us for a brand new week of Late Lunch from Monday at half one. Eddie's up next with The Drive. Take on me from AHA to finish the week on Late Lunch.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.